What's up friends? It's Monica Genta here and I am very excited for this episode because it is very different than other episodes that I've recently released and this was absolutely not the plan for this particular recording. And this stems from a conversation that my high school students have been very passionate about lately. And it's all about real talk. They they want to take street cred for naming this episode. They would like to call it actual questions with actual answers. But I think the better title might be actual questions from actual students. I think sometimes as teachers, we get so caught up in what we are teaching that we forget that the most important thing we are teaching is life. And our kids come through our classrooms every single day with real life questions that are on their hearts and are on their heads. And I want to throw some of those questions out there because if they're on the minds of my students, they're probably on the minds of yours as well. So we've got seven sensational questions from actual students, and I'm given actual answers in this episode. Let's do it. Only in our world is this normal. Friends, it's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. All right, I want to get right into it with the very first question, and it is big, and it is bold, and I wish you could see the facial expression that these kids had when they asked it, but it was really simple. I'm going to try to mimic how they said it. It was, why do you even do this? And what they were meaning is like, why do you even teach? And I need you to know that that question came in a moment where my classroom was a hot mess and I stood in front of them probably like looking exhausted or disgusted and it kind of got quiet and a student asked that. And it was crazy because the moment that that question got asked, you could have heard a pin drop in the room because they were all very curious on my answer. And they know my answer, all my students know my answer and I'm sure your students know your answer too. Why do we do this? We do this because we love it. We also do it because we're kind of insane. Like anybody who walks into a school by choice every single day is kind of, yeah, I mean, like we're a little bit crazy, but we do it because we love it. And yes, it's hard. And yes, it's frustrating sometimes. And yes, we sometimes feel delusional, but we do it because we care. We do it because we love kids. We do it because this is what we were meant to do. And if we aren't meant to do it anymore. The best thing that we can do is transition or pivot. And, you know, sometimes we hit that roadblock and maybe maybe you're hitting that roadblock now, but like we have to figure out 
is this what we want to continue to do? Because Lord knows we're not doing it for money, which actually brings up the second question. When I said I do it because I love it, like I love working with kids every day. I love making an impact. The second question is, do teachers even make more than minimum wage? Now, you and I both know the answer to that real question. And quite frankly, it's frightening. Like it's better if we don't actually calculate how many hours we put in in a given week and how many dollars we get paid for that. Because the real answer is, do we make more than minimum wage? Um, Honestly, probably probably not. And if we do, it's not by much. When we consider the amount of time that is taken away from our families and the number of minutes that we spend grading and the amount of commitment we put into planning lessons and talking with parents and all those extra things that don't come from our teacher salary, that don't come from our wage. So it was kind of funny because my high school kids they like weren't satisfied with the, well, barely. They wanted to actually know how much we make per hour. So we did a rough estimate. And when they actually saw the number and heard the number, they were like passionate about the fact that I'm going to quote a student that's whack is what they said and like they were in disgust which actually kind of surprised me because it it sort of humanized that that group of students sometimes they get so caught up in drama and like man drinking the haterade that I think are you guys even living in the same world that I'm living in and in that moment it was so impactful because they were compassionate about the fact that we We don't make a lot, but if we go back to the first question of why we do what we do, we knew that going in, right? Like we knew that we weren't gonna make a ton of money and it was still gonna be worth it. Now, if we wanna talk about getting kids real fired up, oh, question number three that popped up for actual questions from actual students was, why do administrators make like three times more than teachers? And it was funny because the student who asked the question even said something like, did you know that you can look up how much principals make online? Did you know you can look up how much a superintendent makes online? And somebody said, yeah, you can actually look up what a teacher makes online. So it's true. Like we can say like what we make, but especially depending on the age of your kids, They're going to call your bluff. They're going to go home and they're going to Google your salary and they're going to find it. And one of my students had done that. They looked up what a superintendent makes and what a teacher makes. And they did a little quick calculating and realized that there are absolutely school leaders out there that make three times more than teachers. And depending on the type of district you work in and the climate and the culture of that, we either say... Yes, that's true, but you couldn't pay me enough to be a superintendent or a principal. Or we look at that and say like, yeah, don't even get me started. It makes us fired up. And I get both sides of that. And so I try to explain it in just a very neutral way to my students that they put up with things from the community and we put up with things from the classroom. And it was so funny because one of my students looked at me and kind of said under his breath, When you say put up with things from the classroom, do you mean kids? And I was like, 
Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Um, so yeah, is there, is there a bit of an imbalance? Yes. And they were very passionate about their dislike for that, that teachers should be paid more. And again, I, I love that that was a sentiment that my kids had. I thought that was, I don't know, it was indicative of the fact that as our kids get older, they do start to understand real life anymore. And I know that there are students in my class period where these questions came up that they're considering education. And I want them to go into it open-minded, but I also want them to go into it with just a realistic perception. And I want that for all of my students' careers. I want them to know how much work they're going to put in, how much money they're going to get for it, but also... If you enjoy it, like, is money the most important thing? Now, we uh, we got stuck on some money situations because another question that popped up immediately after, and it's kind of out there, it's not connected to the rest, but it's, Vicenta, if you die and you have credit card debt, who gets your credit card debt? And I was like, oh my God, I got to take a step back from this one because, you know, we could have a great conversation about beneficiaries and like life insurance policies, but I'm sure there's unique situations out there. But for the most part, like you can't just go spending credit card dollars and then think, well, if I die, it's no big deal because it just gets vanished. You know, that's just not how the real world works. And I wanted them to be aware of that because I could see the wheels spinning in so many of my kids' heads. Like, well, then why would I not just rack up a bunch of money? And then like, you know, if if I kick the bucket, like, well, all those millions of dollars are just gone. So what an interesting in-depth conversation we had to bring the real talk to another level. All right, it's time for a fun fact of this episode. Uh, I was walking down the hallway today and some of my high school students, the same ones who asked these questions, said, oh my gosh, Miss Gentle, we can't wait to your class. We have a surprise for you. And to be real with you, that kind of made me nervous because I'm thinking, what is a surprise for me? Might not be the same definition of a surprise for you. And when I walked into class, they had their iPhone on my front table and they were dancing to what they called techno music. And they're like, look, it's your favorite, it's techno. And we're doing horrible like mom at a wedding dance moves and it was hilarious. So I dished out some, some equally bad dance moves and said like very mom things like, ooh, this is so jazzy. Um, what was really funny? was the song wasn't even techno. God love them, they know I love techno, but it was not even my definition of techno. It was like low budget beats, but I loved them for it and they were really trying and you gotta embrace those moments. All right, if we keep rolling on some of these real questions from real students, first of all, they're going to absolutely die if I don't give them a shout out. Like they wanted me to name drop their handles for Instagram. They're like, we want more followers. If, if you name drop, can we get a bunch of followers? And I'm like, I'm not name dropping your Insta handles. Like I'm not doing that. But here it is officially. What up? Fifth hour family, my general science high school kids. This is your official shout out. I do genuinely appreciate your idea for this podcast episode. 
friends, uh, they want me to have a morning talk show. They think that that would be like very much viewed. I would love teaching and, and reaching teachers in that way. Like to have a morning talk show, that would be amazing. All right, let's get into the next question. Dang, this one, this one was so important. And it's like, like, why is this not talked about more? I think in theory, we think like, oh yeah, they talk about that in high school. But these kids really, they really wanted to dig deep on this one. And it's how much is college? I've got a lot of students in my school who will absolutely go on to a two-year college, to a four-year university, and there will be other students who don't take that path. I think all of which are fine as long as they are choosing the appropriate path for them and for them to be most successful and happy. But they wanted to know about that. And that's kind of a hard question to answer because you can look at tuition, but you can also have to consider scholarships. You can look at room and board, but you also have to consider like, are you close enough to the university to live at home? Like so many things go into it. Book rental, uh, commuting dollars. Are you going to have a job when you're in college? Like this is really hard to answer. But one kid said, it was it was crazy. You should have seen his face when I gave him the real answer. He said, I think you can go to a four-year university all in for everything, $20,000. And, oh, I got to sneeze. <coughs> Woo! All right. Sorry. Um, so I know most podcasters would edit that out. But if we're talking about real talk, like let's have real moments. People sneeze. So... Anyways, he said $20,000. And when I said, lucky if you can get $20,000 per year at a four-year university, you should have seen their faces. They were like, what? And I think that's another real important conversation that needs to happen with our kids. I think even starting at the middle school level, like these kids need to know what it costs and what they should be working towards. And scholarships, my goodness, like there are so many out there. I can't wait to dig in deeper with that. And they know that I paid nearly nothing for college because of scholarships. And, and at one point I won a contest for free housing and like they're aware of that, but I want them to understand how they can reach that too. Like how they can truly graduate debt free. I think it's possible. Now, after that, we talked a little bit about college. The next question, question number six came from a student and it was so genuine and you could have heard, geez Louise, a pen drop at this moment when they said, Miss G, how is college different than high school? I got a lot of kids in high school, in my high school class, who love it. They love high school like they would live for high school. And I got a lot of students who don't love it. Like they're ready for the next step. And most of my kids in that room are, are sophomores and juniors. And like they're already done. And so the genuine answer that I gave them was this answer is different for every single person. Right? Like my answer is going to be different than your answer. But I told him a little bit about like my high school uh, career. For four years, I was focused. I was making sure I was getting very good grades. I was a multi-sport athlete. Like I was very involved in student council and, and being a class officer and all of these things. But if you would have seen me in a classroom as a teacher, 
and seeing me outside of the classroom, like at a basketball game or like out and about at the movies, you would not have even recognized me. I was two totally different people. I wanted to make sure that I was focused and attentive in class. But outside of class, I was the class clown. I was getting everyone to laugh. I was fun. I was outgoing. And so that's who I was in high school. And then in college, I was the same person, but with a different focus and with a different mindset. I did let my high school students know a very truthful statement about my life choices during high school. And I don't know if it surprised them or not, because they know me as a person too, but like I told them that I never drank, I never smoked, and I never did drugs at all in high school. To this day, I've never done drugs or never smoked a cigarette, true true story. But I wanted them to know that because I think so many times in high school, they don't believe that that's possible. And I realized I graduated from high school in like 2005. And you could say, well, things were different, but they don't have to be. Like, they don't have to be different. I get that peer pressure is different and interests are different. But, like, I needed my students to hear that and know that. And I just, I think those real-life conversations are so important. And if you teach elementary school, that's going to be a little bit different for you. Those real-life conversations with 7-year-olds are going to be different than 17-year-olds. But, like, are we giving kids the time and the space to dive into those? They need it. We need it. Our school communities need that. This brings us to question number seven. Last one, and I think this is a great one to end on. A student was passionate about this, and and I don't know if she wants to be a teacher. I'm excited to dive in more about that with her. But she said, how can teachers stay motivated over the long haul? She said it's probably easy like at first, but like what about those teachers who have been doing it forever? Like how do they stay motivated? And I love this question. It was so very genuine and she wanted, like she was craving a response. And the answer to that is when you love what you do, even when you hit those roadblocks. That doesn't make you a bad teacher to hit those roadblocks, but even when you love what you do, You're going to face those moments where it's like, man, I wish I could engage kids more. Man, I wish that I could really keep their attention better. Man, I wish that I could make this more relevant. And sometimes all it is is we need to pick up the right book as a teacher. We need to listen to the right podcast as a teacher. We need to go to the correct professional development for us. We need to go to that webinar or take that online class with other teachers. Like we can't stay stagnant. So how do we stay motivated over the long haul? We continue to learn. And isn't that exactly what we do with our kids? If we want them to stay motivated in our classes over the long haul, we have to continually keep them on the edge of their seats to learn. And we got to do the same thing. Like we are clearly passionate about education if we chose this as our career. So what can we do to continue to learn and absorb and grow? I'm really excited because starting April 1st, I'm launching my last online course of this school year. And I think it's coming at a perfect time. When April hits, like the spring fever runs rampant in our schools and our kids, due to lack of a better term, are a hot mess, right? And so we just need more ideas. We need motivation. We need strategies. We need stories. We need reminders that we've got this. 
And that's why on April 1st, I'm launching Crushing It for Kids. It is a three-week online course that is completely flexible. All of it happens within the Facebook. So if you are on the Facebook, it's so easy for you. If you're not on the Facebook, you can create a free account and join us for video, for a discussion, where I go live in the group three times during the course to answer your questions on the spot. That's how we stay motivated over the long haul. We continue to learn, we continue to grow, and we continue to have these real talk conversations, not just with our students, but with other teachers as well. Registration for the course is open right now. You can check out monicagenta.com slash courses to get signed up and friends it is at an unbelievably great price when you think about earning up to 15 hours worth of PD credits in three weeks you're going to be mind blown on how affordable it is I would love to have you again monicagenta.com slash courses friends how powerful was that list I can't thank you enough for being a part of this episode. I can't thank my fifth hour family enough for saying like, girl, you need to have real talk with us. And for us as teachers to say, pause, let's do that. Like, dang, that is some powerful stuff. I think that every single day we are learning and we are growing with our kids and they are desperate to learn and grow from us. And sometimes that means they're not wanting the science content. But what can we do to leverage what we teach to inspire them in other ways? God, it's one of my favorite parts of being a teacher. And I just, I'm so thankful that you have been a part of this episode. If you haven't already left a review on um, the Apple Podcast app, or even if you wanna leave a review on my Facebook, like guys, I would love to hear your thoughts. I'm just so stinking appreciative of the fact that so many of you listening right now are subscribing and tuning in every single week and then sharing this with other teachers. Guys, Thank you for being a part of this, but most importantly, thank you for living this teacher life.